Welcome to the Writer at Work podcast. I'm your co-host, Kit Boyer. In our last episode, I was interviewed for our listeners to get to know, and today I will be introducing Miss Catherine M.H. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty good, although it is freezing in my neck of the woods. Ugh. It was like 80 degrees here last week. It was too hot. Okay, it's, it's like <laughs> negative three. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> See how this is. <laughs> All right. I'm like bundled up and <laughs> yeah. layers and layers and have like slippers on my feet. And you're like, no, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm actually also bundled There's up. plastic on my windows. <laughs> yeah. If it's less than 70 degrees out, I'm freezing, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, Which is nice and warm for us. Yeah, I'm like, my bones get cold. My bones literally hurt if it's if it's 70 degrees or lower. Like I can tell if it's 69 degrees because my bones are gonna have a rough time. I know they always have, but I never knew. Like I never really realized until I left that it could stop hurting. You know that my bones didn't have to hurt all the time. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Maybe when we're RVing around, I'll be like, okay, let's just leave. Let's just go away from New York. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Um, And actually, that leads us into our first question for people to get to know you. Uh, What is your age and where are you in the world, Catherine? All right. Well, I am on a yoga ball Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a room Mm -hmm. by a desk. (laughs) I am 28 years old (laughs) and... I live in upstate New York, and when I say upstate New York, because I am originally from the city, so everything past the island is upstate New York, (laughs) I mean I am 20 minutes from the Canadian border. Yeah. You're in little Canada. So, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I am up upstate New York. (laughs) Yeah. That is a beautiful part of the world, though. I miss home. It's just, it's freezing in the winter. Yeah, yeah. Don't miss that. You can keep that. I'll come back nope. in the summer. Negative 20 for like all of February. Like this will be the cold Ugh, month. Gross. Yeah, get get rid of all the cold in February maybe and then the rest of the year you can have warm weather. Can you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, I would prefer <laughs> some snow. <laughs> we just get ice up here. We don't even get snow. It's too cold to snow. <laughs> gross. All right. Uh, so moving on, what is your genre of writing? All right. I have two Mm -hmm. that I stick to most consistently. If I'm just (laughs) dallying, I'll dabble in everything. But my two most consistent, I have a steampunk and I have a science fiction, mostly focusing on space opera. Got it. Uh, What what is space opera? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) duh. (laughs) Okay, so I didn't know this until I actually started researching what genre I really do write in. Mm -hmm. So a space opera is where most of it takes place in space. It's grandiose. It's usually on a spaceship. So um, like Battlestar Galactic, Mm -hmm. for those nerds, um, is considered (laughs) a space opera. (laughs) A Star Wars borderline space opera. Like, it fits in both the space opera and, oh, man, I can't remember the other one. But because, like, they're on planet a whole lot. Oh, I see. It, like, borders the space opera because they're in space. And then the, like, action heroic. Is a space opera, is it like a soap opera? Is that where the opera part comes from? 
Maybe,、hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> I do know that、uh, Star Trek falls under that. Yeah, because they go off planet or off the spaceship sometimes, but not. Yep, it's like for the most it's part, usually it's usually in、ship. space. Yeah, and I guess it is very drama filled, like a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, so a space opera is mostly when you focus, and it's usually long, like epic tales.、Mm, and yours is, and I guess maybe that's yeah, where the、long. opera part comes from. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but、um, hmm. I'll get back to you on that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what do you do right now for a living? <laughs> so originally, I used to work multiple, multiple jobs,、mm -hmm. and then pandemic hit, and I now only work two jobs. So I work for the YMCA, and I deal with school-aged elementary kids.、Mm -hmm. So I watch them on whatever day they are not in school, and I will sit with them for about seven to nine hours. It just depends on. When the parent drops them off, and when they get picked up, yeah. But so that is what I mostly do, and then I also work at a wonderful little cafe, which is perfectly titled Chapter One Coffee and Tea. That is awesome. I always love like hearing about that cafe because it's such a cool like idea. It seems like such a cute place. It is. She also does writing, which is why she named it that because her dream. Was to be a writer and to have a cafe of her own. Aww, and she got it. Yeah, so、That's、she does、awesome. screenwrites, and she's very, very supportive to the writing community up here. We host occasional workshops there. She does、um, like lesson plans. She'll teach people writing, and so like it's a really cool, cool little cafe that is awesomely named. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a link to their social feed if they have one down below.、Um, yeah. What? Oh, by the way, thank you for your service to our children and to our families who need to、oh, drop、welcome. their children off. <laughs>、um, what made you want to be a writer in the first place? Okay, so there are three answers to this question. First, is that it was one of those cutesy little things where people were like, "Oh, you can tell stories. That's really cute." Because I would like recite、yeah. a story or a movie to people.、Mm -hmm. Usually, it was Shirley Temple, <laughs>、um, <laughs> and I would act it out, and people were like, "Oh, you should do storytelling or acting," and like that. That was always there. Yeah.、Um, another big one. That had started an influence was my older sister had this ancient laptop that literally, if you hit somebody with it, you'd kill them because it was so thick and heavy. Just <laughs> a giant brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember her writing a weird little story on the computer, and then I was reading it, even though she didn't want me reading it. <laughs> But I mean, like that's like not not reading somebody's diary. Yeah, <laughs> that you're you know siblings. Yeah, I'm the little、don't. sister. Yeah.、Um, <laughs> and I remember reading the story, and she never finished the story. She left it with I think maybe she wrote ten pages. Oh my gosh! But it stuck with me, and I remember adding to the story. Oh, nice. 
and being like, look, I added to your story. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I gave up on that. And <laughs> she had like a picture of a fox, which was supposed, or not a fox. Wow. A, a squirrel that had a tail that was nine feet long. Whoa. And out of all of the story, like to this day, that is the thing I still remember is this little <laughs> squirrel had a tail of nine feet long. <laughs> and he was like some magical squirrel. So that really uh, stuck with me in the idea that, well, hey, people make up stuff and it's cool to make up stuff. And then I met this person on a school bus who handed me She a sounds book. great. And <laughs> <laughs> she, she does. <laughs> and uh, yes, you are part of my big reason as to when I decided that, yes, I could write books. Because when you handed me that awesome book, I was like, I could do this. Not that like her work was bad or anything, the authors, but I was like, I could do this. So that's where, and then, and then you actually let me word vomit at you. And most people like get annoyed after 10 minutes. So like <laughs> being able to word vomit. Yeah, it was, it was great. So that would be, that's where the, no, I can do this. I could be a writer came from those three, three big things. So we were just talking about writing and books and being on the bus. So I have a surprise question for you. Uh, if you can remember, why did you love Bobby Pendragon so, so, so much? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> because I thought he was cute. <laughs> but yes. he was also like... Really a cool character in the book. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to fangirl at you so hard. <laughs> I know. I remember. <laughs> uh, those are beautiful, oh, good times. I, I think I it was... Yeah. <laughs> so I loved Bobby Pendragon because the first book really was good. And it was definitely... It pulled me in. The second book was... The third book was amazing. The fourth book started getting weird. The fifth one was weirder. By the sixth one, I was like, hmm, he did kiss that other person. And then I was like, I'm, I'm kind of done. There are 10 books in the series, but I think I just grew out of the series. But also the cover picture, he was a cutie on it, okay? Like, I've got a thing for brown eyes and brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good for... Probably 70% of the people in the world, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. So then let me just kind of go into then what authors you admire. All right. So J.R.R. Tolkien is mm -hmm. a definite. My older sister read me the Lord of the Rings series when I was about your daughter's age. So I definitely get the the thing you were talking about last time where they're they're walking they're eating they're walking but um my older sister read all three of them to me out loud uh it's one of my like fondest memories with my older sister is just having sat there i was also su such a like a persistent person with no i want to read the book i want to read the book and she knew i wasn't like at the level to read it myself yeah <laughs> so she actually read me the books so. That's really sweet. That's a really mm -hmm. sweet memory. So J.R.R. Tolkien, um, 
absolutely love him. He and I share uh, the personalities. Like when you do the what four letters are you, we're actually the same. So I'm like, oh, oh cool. I'm also an epic writer like he is where we just don't shut up. <laughs> we just keep going. <laughs> A small yeah, book wrote, that doesn't exist. You wrote, what, over 3,000 or 300,000 words in the past two years, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So many and words. And so he's amazing. And then Tamara Pierce is also the other author I really admire because her female characters are so broad they can be extremely feminine she has extremely feminine characters she has the strong characters um becca cooper is a great one yeah she's got this female knight who is literally super like buff yeah and you wouldn't think but has like such a girly personality so whenever she's like not in her armor she's like give me the dresses and the jewelry and it's really (laughs) cool to see that she can combine them and she really inspires me to make um important female characters and not just stick to a lot of the stereotypes that come out with the new fads yeah I think that so. she she influenced both of us because we read her together um, and we were passing mm-hmm. her books back and forth between us. And I think that that's such a, a good, valuable thing. And I mean, like, I'm so grateful that she that she wrote her books and that we were able to find them because I think that they have shaped who we became as writers and the kind of characters that we like to build. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you you mentioned that because that's that that is super important she's a really really strong influence for both of us so i'm trying to Um, get the kids i watch to uh read her books they're a little intimidated by the the size of it uh and i would i would like to start them with alana but i'm also like "Mm, you're 10 and some of it is a little little rough Mm -hmm. but also alana was a little boring or it was not boring. It was just not as engaging at the beginning as um, some of the other ones were. I think it's because it was her first book. See, I think the first three are really engaging of that series and not the fourth. But anyway, okay, ah. we digress. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, sorry. So what <laughs> books do you love? You told me what kind of uh, authors, but what books? Okay, so um, I have on my desk normally the two major books that... If people asked for recommendations, that's what I give them. I have Wild Magic on my desk, although it's not right now because my kids are reading it. And I also have The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. And he's also an author I highly admire. His world building, I forgot to mention him. Jeez, wow. I admire him, apparently. Um... His world building is now considered the largest world building in over all the genres for books. Wow. And a part of me is like, that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I so, will take that up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he actually has like three storage or had three storage rooms. Like when you go and like buy your storage space wow yeah just filled with maps 
and the cultures and what people would wear and like he he world built to the extreme and so i have his book and her book and they usually will sit on my writer desk as my inspiration for books why turn writing into a full-time job ah because i can't see myself doing anything else as a full-time job i have gone through um trying to figure out what my full-time job would be in high school like many of us do going to college for something that while very interesting really isn't something i can see myself doing forever and i also don't need to finish a degree for writing and it's just it really does call to me and that is why it's writing my mind never shuts up with ideas yeah so if i can get somebody to listen to me word vomit like uh, a good friend of mine did on a bus <laughs> then clearly i'm okay <laughs> oh i love those memories then they are good ones <laughs> But that is why I wish to turn writing into a full-time job. Good. Excellent. I am excited to be doing this with you. So I'm glad that we're going to watch that happen. Um, What is your greatest failure in writing so far? Okay. Um, Hmm. Like, even though I asked you all these questions, that's when I was like, hmm, which is my greatest failure? (laughs) I think my greatest failure with writing so far is that I know I can do more, but I'm very Mm. procrastinating. (laughs) Yeah, procrastinating. Yes. So I will put it off and off and off. Other than that, the only other one I can think of is the book that I literally titled Steampunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's sitting behind me. It has three versions. My original alpha reader um, wanted to, like, murder me. She stuck with me, though, with it. But I was reading some of it, and it is god-awful. So <laughs> we are thinking of collaborating and actually like refinishing it, but that would be definitely one of my failures. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's also a success though, isn't it? Because you have a completed manuscript behind you and if it's not Oh uh, it's not edited. completed. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have the whole world and the whole series, but uh yeah, I think I made it. It's 100 pages for the first one and then 80 for the second. And now this one, I think, has like 140-ish pages. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of writing for something that you're not sticking with, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it was one of those I went back to edit and then, like, started writing. And then nothing that I wrote before fit anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um, So so that's a a failure. (laughs) What's the most difficult thing about writing for you, then? Um, I think it would be that I have too many ideas, Mm. which is a a, a weird one 
but they all become a shiny object. I could be writing my novel and a sentence I wrote would trigger an idea of something else. And then yes. I'm like, ooh, if I pause this for a moment, maybe I could write some of this down. And so for me, that is the most difficult thing is that I have so many ideas and so many things that want my front attention mm -hmm. that it's difficult to do writing at times. So then that brings us to what is the easiest thing about writing? On the flip side of that, I guess <laughs> the most difficult part is that I have too many ideas. The easiest part is that I have too many ideas. So you're never is that wanting. It's, yeah, the blank page isn't really scary. And I can just start going. It's just a matter of which of the shiny ideas do I want to write. So I yeah. think that has made it um, easy for me. The uh, science fiction book I'm writing now came about because of another sci-fi fantasy that I was writing and I went well what's the so they have gods in that but I was like well what if you took science and science was the real reason but people later on don't understand that it was actual science and they created gods out of it instead mm. and I was like well what's the backstory to that and I started a a paragraph on a piece of paper that's actually currently sitting in my closet. I do know where that one is. <laughs> and I wrote this little section out, and then I just didn't stop writing. That's so cool. It is. And now I'm at like 400,000 words for this series. Jeez. Yeah. It's going to be nine think... books. That is <laughs> a lot of books. <laughs> Do you think that your style is to write, like, vomit write, like, write everything you can think of for this thing and then narrow it down to what you think is important enough to include in a story? Or do you try to build it up? So originally, I will um, have an idea. I will meet my characters. I will throw them into a situation kind of be like, well, what happened? Like in this case, I wanted to start off this book on a very confusing note, like you were walking into a movie, there was a big explosion, and two sets of characters, like two groups, meet each other by accident, and everybody's really confused, and then the book would take off from there. But everybody mm. who I gave those first two chapters to were really, really confused. <laughs> and yeah. said that they were too confused and I was like darn and from there I then went backwards and started creating a larger back world that needed to be written nice. so yeah I kind of do word vomit at it once I figure out if it if it's a good story and will stick to me then I word vomit on a page and then I'll correct and then write the story from there Wow, I've never, I've never looked at how I wrote. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole episode on uh, that, that type of thing, like how we write. Because I think that's really interesting. I want to ask you more questions about it, but this isn't, this isn't the time. Hold yourself together, Nikita. 
Um, uh, I'll write so, it down real quick. <laughs> yeah, let me just write it down. Um, what is your greatest achievement in writing so far? I would say my greatest achievement in writing so far is the fact that in the last five years, I have managed maybe a little bit over half a million words. That's crazy. I'm not published or anything yet, but I have written half a million words. And I only know that because one of my kids that I work with um, bragged that he could write more words than me. (laughs) <laughs> Which, like, I shouldn't have taken the challenge anyway. But he's like, how many did you write in the last blank many years? And I was like, all right. And then I went back and looked at one of my things. And I was like, wow, this is like 200,000 words. And I was like, but this is only one of my books. <laughs> and so from there, I, I went back and found out about just a little over half a million in five years. That is quite an achievement. I think so. <laughs> that means possibly five years from now, you might have a million words under your belt. That would be awesome. And it would be from just these two, like my two main genres. Mm-hmm. So I didn't count anything else that's on my computer or that I've handwritten. It's just those two genres manuscripts. That's crazy. Yes. Such a such a crazy number, you know, like half a million. It seems so, so much. Uh, as a side note to any of our listeners, we are going to have on our website a an updated uh, list of our word counts and other stats that we think are important to us. So that's something you can find yes. on our website, which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> where do you see your writing career taking you, Kate? So... Um... This will sound uh, maybe a bit crazy <laughs> and a little little ambitious, but recently I've been thinking I would love to be a, a full-time author, but I think I want to open my own publishing house and be considered it. one of the top five, because I don't know if you know or if our listeners know, but the original top five publishing houses are now top four. One of them got eaten by the other. Yuck, cannibalism. But that's a cool idea. (laughs) Pretty much. And I would love to really reach reach for as ambitious as I can get. And I think reaching that high is a pretty high ambition. (laughs) Yeah. What type of publishing do you want to do? What road of publishing would you like to travel? ironically since I'm like oh a publishing house um I don't want to traditionally publish (laughs) I'm plan on self-publishing my books Uh, my steampunk book has some unique twists that I've heard a lot of publishing houses will try to correct especially with um having like my my two main characters are both main characters uh the book would not work without either of them so that it's not like a supporting side character they uh both have their own storylines um it's not very well liked in publishing houses to have that there's also the fact that i don't have a traditional love 
subplot. So that's something they will sometimes change, especially since it's a male and female. And my steampunk book has two alternate endings. Mm. And I want to keep that. So the reader can pick which ending they want to read. I like that. I like that idea. So with that, I really want to self-publish in order to keep those unique things for myself. And then the fact that I have a nine-book series with the science or the space opera, it's very difficult to get signed on for that many books right off the bat. Yeah. I would, however, like to do traditional publishing and get an agent for going outside of the United States. So in that sense, there is where I would like to start doing traditionally published, where they can get them printed in different languages and out into different countries. Very cool. Do you want to also be able to travel? Do you think you'll someday want to do like a book tour? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would that would definitely be pretty awesome. Where would you like to go if you could travel anywhere on your book tour? Ooh, um, I mean, New York City, of course. Obviously. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind going back to Italy. Um, I think I'd like to go to London, since London, especially for my steampunk, really inspired a lot of mm. my steampunk world. Uh, mm -hmm. Even the name of the city or the, like the capital in my world is called Blundenberg, which is a combination of the town I live in and London. So I combined the two of them and got my Blundenberg. So I think London would be a cool place to go. Nice. Very nice. Uh, what is one fun fact about you? Can be any, any kind of fact. Okay. I am triple jointed in my elbows. No, thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a very strange fact. <laughs> so um, what do you mean? You could like twist your arm around and it's like facing the wrong direction. Like what, what do you, what do you mean by triple jointed? <laughs> so when it hangs by my arms, like when you just hang God, your arms just down. Stop, Catherine. Just stop. Just stop where you are. Okay. <laughs> okay so anyway i guess i have to give you a different fun fact <laughs> no no it's fine give me the fun fact so so when you when your arm is hanging down what uh the inside of your elbow is supposed to face your your ribs so it's supposed to be pointed in and facing your ribs so if your wrist was hanging like it all just faces the correct direction mine does not it hangs really far out and I found that out in a class that my teacher gets really freaked out when people have triple jointed uh <laughs> elbows that's crazy <laughs> are they super flexible or anything um I don't think so I can crack my elbow <laughs> hmm all right but I don't know if that's from a soccer injury <laughs> oh no <laughs> so... <laughs> So I don't know. <laughs> what position did you play in soccer? 
I was a goalie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because my brother gave me a black eye and I swore I'd never be a goalie. <laughs> and then I became a goalie. <laughs> of course. You have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our final question. What does the statement writer at work mean to you? All right. So when I think of writer at work, I'm thinking that I am a writer and I am working. So when I am writing my stories, I'm working. I consider writing a job. And for me, writer at work is that statement. And I also write when I'm at my job. So I write at work. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it definitely means that I am a writer and I'm taking writing seriously. So it is my work. That's good. I think that if you want to be taken seriously, you need to take yourself seriously. So that's that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed our podcast and find it helpful. For written articles and to keep up with us on social media, you can go to writeratworkpodcast.com and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon using the links below. Have a good one.